Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again. And um, I'm bringing the family a updated story on the whole Digitex uh, debacle that's going on right now. Um, this was brought to me by an individual who, when he sends things, um, you know, I take them in high regard. So. This is definitely, definitely, definitely some much-needed intel, especially with how I've been playing it kind of close with DGTX as far as trading it. Um, so I'm going to get into the story, and I'm going to give my own commentary as far as why I think I'm going to sit back and let this play out. Um, I made some nice profit off of the uh, bounce that we had yesterday, and I think I'm going to sit back and see what transpires after this comes out. And see how the rest of the uh, community reacts. Um, if it, you know, I haven't really seen it surface. I haven't seen that much news out about it. But I'm going to uh, run through it. It's coming from Medium. And it's from Spotware. Now, Spotware Systems is the dev team, quote unquote, if you want to call them that, that was supposedly working on the Digitex exchange. You know, he's the one there are the one that the CEO badmouthed on the video that he released, saying that, you know, they F this up, they F that up. So they got a different story to tell. And you already know there's always three sides to a story, his side, his side, and the truth. You know what I mean? So let's get, let's let, we heard his side, now it's time, time to hear the, uh, that mirror side. It goes on to state, uh, we are Spotware Systems, a 10-year, excuse me, entitled Why Digitex Failed. Spotware reveals and um let me get a uh, shout out to the youtube as well as new money matrix podcast listeners how we doing out there family um it goes on to state we are spotware systems systems a 10 year old software development company with a huge amount of respect in the online trading industry our products have stood the test of time we provide trading platforms to dozens of the largest brokers in the world who operate in some of the strictest regulatory environments we have recently made a pivot into the crypto world to provide our established technologies to this emerging sector. Coming from a world of contracts and commitments, a client base of established and regulated companies, we have been burnt by some of the bad actors from the wild west of crypto. We just took on a new client called Digitex LTD. Some bold allegations made by Adam Todd. He is the CEO and main figurehead of Digitex Futures. Digitex is funded by the token sale and the appreciation of the DGTX token. Digitex recently canceled their public launch, as well as breaking all kinds of business ethics and playing mainly dirty tricks. They pointed the finger at Spotware in this announcement. We are here to set the record straight with the truth. How Digitex project started. Adam Todd reached out to us on the 15th of January 2019. This was just after they failed to build and launch their platform, presumably with their dev team in Ireland. He wanted to have an MVP beta in two months, an unheard of a time frame for building a trading platform. Normally, it takes that long to build the specs. He was desperate, and we chose to consider the project to help the man stay out of trouble. So I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to add my own little two cents and go back to how they were stating, you know, how reputable they were and who they worked with. And why would you 
take on this unheard. Cause always remember, I gotta play devil's advocate. I'm not for or against anybody, but I look at the duality here. You know what I mean? Um, they're saying that that he came to them in 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 desperation, asking them to do something that had never been done, and that as we get on into the story, because I did uh, read this previous, um, something that they basically saying that we could have never done, and so we'll we'll get into the story. So you always gotta look at that. They're saying he was desperate, and we chose to consider the project to help the man to stay out of trouble. Okay, let's let's read on. He needed something to show DGTX holders that he could deliver on his promises. We could see that he was very keen to keep his community engaged, and it was as if he only cared about his message to the community and not the product. Now, I'm going to stop here again because we're talking about business here and not morality. Right? Because he was desperate... That's not going to, because another individual is in their emotion, that's not going to affect my business satire. You know what I mean? I'm not going to change up something that I would normally do or wouldn't do because you are in an emotional state of disarray. So that right there already hit me as like, okay. Um, the agreed terms. Real interesting story, though. Uh, requirements, scope, and deadlines. In late January, Mr. Todd, in our term... Our team agreed on a bullet point list of features and signed a letter of intent. Our mission here was to help a desperate man who, by the looks of it, didn't know what he was doing. So he said, okay, to specs. Excuse me. So we said, I'm going to go back and read this again. In late January, Mr. Todd and our team agreed on a bullet pointed list of features and signed a letter of intent. So this is just a letter of intent, what we intend to do. Our mission here was to help a desperate man. Once again, we're going outside of our business. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're going out of business and going into uh, personal. So you're leaving out of private and going into public. Um, our mission was to help a desperate man who, by the looks of it, didn't know what he was doing. So once again, why would you even jump into bed with something? So we said, okay, the specs of such low detail, expecting more input from the customer later. But Mr. Todd didn't want to bother with the specs, as if the platform wasn't meant to suit his needs. So we built everything in a bullet-pointed list of requirements to the best of our knowledge, including an institutional-grade matching engine, a limit order book, margin requirements for the limit orders, a futures expiration functionality, a ladder interface with single-click DOM, trading for place limit orders, etc., let me see. I guess this is a uh, text he put out. As for deadlines, we never agreed on anything. We delivered the beta MVP to the client on the 2nd of April, 2019. This is when the UAT, or the user accepting testing stage, was meant to start. We would never agree to a public launch on the 30th of April, the long Easter weekend, which Mr. Todd announced publicly. In fact, the public launch was never agreed with us at all. It was absolutely wrong of Mr. Todd to announce a public release without actually testing the project. So they're saying that this man didn't even test the product. Before he was like, yeah, we ready to go. Um, you know, I, I got this car on his hatchback. I ain't started it up or anything yet, but, you know, it's ready to go cross country. Um, here go the keys, you know, give me the money, you buy it. Go ahead and jump in it. I know you got a long way to go. So definitely not a good uh, look on, 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 uh, on Digitech's side. It is possible to build a futures exchange, excuse me, is it possible to build a futures exchange platform in two months? 
it is not possible. Spotware offers two out-of-the-box products, a C-Trader, a CFD margin trading platform, a CX exchange, a digital asset exchange product. Both are proven mature products with millions of traders and with impeccable reputation. None of them are made for crypto futures exchange. Crypto futures exchange. Futures being an entirely different asset class. So they just said that it's not possible to build a futures exchange platform in two months. And they said that we offer two out-of-the-box products already put together. Here, you buy this or buy this. We don't offer anything for futures. But Mr. Todd didn't care about that. He insisted that he needs a C-Trader-based product with relative minor changes. This essentially gave him a 10-year-old product within a couple of months. We agreed to help the man as he was out of options. Once again, outside of business and going into personal and public, he said many times that trying to build the platform himself was a road to nowhere. He cleverly said that Digitex outsourced the final build of the platform to Spotware. In fact, we managed the entire build. Don't forget our first contact with Mr. Todd was on the 15th of January 2019. Digitex didn't contribute any code. They didn't even contribute any know-how. Did Spotware plan to officially announce its participation, excuse me, its participation in Digitex? We did not. As a part of the agreement, we included confidentiality terms to make sure that Digitex can't use Spotware's name. We were afraid they would use it for token price speculation. We really did not want to be involved in their token business. It was agreed we were supposed to be a silent partner. We declined to do joint press releases and announcements. However, this condition was broken multiple times. We now realize it's possible that it could be done intentionally to pump the price of the token by leveraging the name of Spotware. Who set the 30th of April launch date? We had nothing to do with this. As professional Spotware developers, we would never agree on a launch date until everything has been thoroughly tested and is bug-free. Adam Todd decided to publish a launch date when we were just weeks into the project. The date is out there, and it wouldn't look good for Digitex to change it, so we rolled with it, but never, still never committed to that. Once again, outside of business tie, like, they're, they're breaking a lot of shit that me being a business individual would not break. Like, y'all going with the bullshit. Right here, everyone, both sides have their own, um, you know, I always tell my son, and I, uh, also take this on my on myself accountability got to look at the part you played and everything if it was up to us um we would never have signed off on launching the platform on a four-day period of bank holidays here in cyprus the 26th the 29th and the 30th of april and the first of may are all bank holidays don't forget adam todd first contacted spotware on the 15th of january 2019 just seven days later he is telling this community in a video on youtube the Digitex is ahead of schedule, and that there is a chance that the platform will be released in Q1. And as it seems right now, telling out right lies. One reason I'm going to sit back and watch what unfolds here. Right after, he states that everyone misunderstood their previous beta launch date of the 15th of January, the same date he contacted Spotware. Clearly, Mr. Todd has no respect for deadlines. Where the Digitex, Digitex project went wrong. After we've built and delivered everything in the initial scope, which was signed off by Mr. Todd himself, very close to the MVP beta release, he came up with a number of new requirements. Again, oversimplistic, unprofessional, and generic. It was impossible to build them in a few days as he wanted. We've made him aware of the time and cost required to build. 
Nonetheless, he released a video post where he praises the platform again, which got us thinking of whether he wanted the platform to be released and put the production. Mr. Todd never logged into the platform manager application to set the environment up or at least to get familiar with the million settings available to him. This in itself is hard to explain as obviously there's no other way to manage a trading platform. Very, very, very bad on brother, uh, I mean, Mr. Todd's uh, side. Very bad, like that, yeah. Um, not what you want to see coming out of a CEO. We sent multiple reminders to attend a series of training sessions for his back office and admin team. But it seems there were no such teams at all. Again, this was a hint that his intentions were not to ever release and manage the platform, but rather gain profit elsewhere. He took days, weeks, but just didn't bother at all to respond to very simple questions. Three weeks before the beta MVP release, he pushed us for new things and turned up the heat. As you would do with a child, we had to tell him no. We explained that it was for his own good. We were at the final stage where we should only be fixing bugs and, and, performing, and performance testing. We told him all new requirements must go into the next iteration. iteration. Our, last con our last contract with Adam Todd was on the 15th of April. They didn't even follow up on our suggestions on how to resolve his issues. This looks like the point where he started planning his smear campaign. This was two weeks before the release date, and we could tell he had no intentions in meeting it. Wow. Adam Todd was clearly more interested in promoting the Digitex platform that he was never ready to launch. Thoughts on Adam Todd's video and post. The non-disclosure agreement, or NDA, between the parties clearly states that he cannot use our brand in his marketing activities. There have been a series of posts from Mr. Todd praising the platform we were delivering to him. Even though he was all positive about our product, we requested not to mention our brand names. He refused to take our logo down from his website. He refused to take down other posts with mention of our brand. This in itself is grossly unprofessional and is in breach of agreement. Clearly, he illegally used the weight of our brand manipulation for manipulation purposes elsewhere. We are certain somebody is already checking his trading activity, meaning they're going to see was he dumping while putting all this news up and the price was going up. Mr. Todd has done a very good job of bending the truth to fit his agenda. Some parts are completely fabricated, and he has clearly decided to use Spotware's name as a scapegoat to minimize the blow on himself. Or for his manipulative objectives. Which parts of the video stand out? First of all, a platform which has been around for so long, used by so many well-established global financial institutions and far more reputable companies than Digitex, could be unfit for purpose is complete insanity. Once again, it's complete insanity the amount of unprofessional moves that, this that these entities also did along with the other entity, in my personal opinion. Adam Todd is a very good manipulator, and this is a necessary trait of a successful con man. He claims we couldn't do things, then contradicts himself in the next sentence and says that we could. When he gets quoted, they only published a part of his comment that would be clickbait. The entire context of this video was set up to achieve this and get third parties to do his bidding. All those who oppose get banned. Here are some highlights from a series of substantial claims made by Mr. Todd. The platform didn't have a didn't have a 24-hour volume figure, and we can't get one. This was not in the initial set of requirements signed off on the 1st of February 2019. It was later agreed to add this feature, along with last traded price 
and last traded volume figures, which also were not in the initial requirements. We agreed that we could only deliver two out of the three of those features. Mr. Todd chose which two were most important for the first release. It's not possible to add spot price into the latter. And there, um, what's written in italics, um, quoted, is by Mr. Todd, and then this is their response. Uh, not in the initial scope. We estimated this and sent an offer with options on the 11th of April. He stated once again, no price of the underlying tradition of the underlying trading instrument in the platform. Um, it was there all along, as they responded. We integrated with Coin Market Cap and Bitcoin Average to show this in the watch list. We told Mr. Todd that it can be shown as a separate instrument to avoid extra development and time to market. Mr. Todd accepted this. Once again, Mr. Todd stated, can't remove buttons on the chart of the disabled symbol, underlying asset. That's impossible. They re replied, not in the initial scope. We explained multiple times that this is considered a new feature and it will need to be planned for the next release. He stated, a, trade can't change his, a trader can't change his leverage. It's stuck at 1, um, one times 10 or 1 to 10x uh, leverage. There are business settings and not platform restrictions. Once again, these are business settings and not platform restrictions. The platform supports any leverage up to 1 to 2,000. Wow. Mr. Todd did not accept trading on the platform. He did not even bother logging into the manage, manager application once to see the settings for this particular variable. Cannot close po positions on the ladder if you do not have enough margin. The ladder is used for inputting limit orders. It was agreed on the ladder of intent, excuse me, the letter of intent that margin should be taken for limit orders. There are multiple ways to exit positions using market orders in a platform. Unfortunately, these are two conflicting requirements that acquire thanks that, that occurred, excuse me, thanks to Adam's oversight. He stated that the market making bots are losing 20,000 USD or tokens per day. They stated we did not provide any market making bots, so we can't comment on that. He stated we've built an edge into the exchange. It's essentially a commission. Because he was stating that he wanted it a commission free. They stated as per initial requirements, DGTX should have a precision of two decimals. This means that in cases of sweeping large orders across the book, uh, VWAP cannot be accurately calculated. We prepared multiple options for addressing this issue. However, Mr. Todd and his team were not available to discuss this. He just simply said that it doesn't work. They came back and said all requirements were met. It's obviously working on the screen in the video. Product was delivered. We could easily argue that we are in the right for every single point made in Adam Tom's shameless video. Besides being a total scam, there is only one good alternative reason for not accepting the platform. The company did not have the funds to pay for it. Spotware's take on the commission-free Digitex exchange project. The business model was questionable to say the least. Running an exchange is a costly operation especially today with all the new regulation globally. But, most importantly, revenues need to scale together with expenses. Not sure how it'd be possible to finance through issuing coins, but this is none of our business. What's more important, it recently became apparent to us that Mr. Todd did not have the infrastructure to place for the public release date, which he one-sided decided, one-sidedly decided on and announced publicly. This includes the absence of of a KYC AML team, or Know Your Client and Anti-Money Laundering, making his amateur operation entirely illegal right from launch. 
Other pieces of the puzzle were not in place either. What it was like working with Adam Todd. They say it was challenging. He could never articulate requirements. His managerial skills are maxed out at pointing at stuff, threatening, and swearing. Adam Todd is a salesman. That's where his aptitude for business stops. He did not show any capacity for understanding financial markets, mathematics, or software development process. Does Spotware have anything to say to people who bought DGTX? And he's speaking to um, me, myself, um, the viewer, if you did it, trade, invest in this uh, token. We feel bad for the investors who bought Digitex. We feel we have been swindled too. Digitex hasn't paid us for the work we completed. Wow. We understand that our pain is insignificant in comparison to some people who bet their life savings on the DGTX token. He has abused our reputation to increase his own credibility, but we have done nothing, done nothing wrong that should not be blamed for Digitex's business decision. To discard the working product which we built according to a scope of work approved by Mr. Todd himself. For anyone who doesn't believe us, we will be releasing a demo of the platform we built for Digitex publicly once we remove their branding. The community of Digitex investors can decide for themselves if Adam was right to abandon the product we developed. I can't wait till they drop that. Um, was, Spotware, was Spotware suspicious that Adam Todd was planning something? Yes. Hmm. There was a distinct lack of engagement through April. All the while, he was at the Paris Blockchain Summit between the 13th and the 19th of April. Adam was confirming the 30th of April launch date. At the same time, Digitex is expressing the gratitude to Spotware on their website and social media, which is a breach of confidentiality agreement for a well-done and pre-launched te- making pre-launch teaser videos. In hindsight, it looks like Digitex tried to set this up so it would come tumbling down on Spotware. They published the video at 7 p.m. on Friday night, knowing it would be difficult for us to respond. This attack needed to be planned. These efforts should have been focused on meeting their own launch date, not orchestrating a PR assault on Spotware. Was Adam Adam Todd just hijacking Spotware's reputation? Uh, Let me put a a tweet out on the 18th. Digitex is sure to be in good hands with Spotware development team as we prepare to launch at the end of this month. Um, today, trade by traders trades by Dave shares more on why Digitex has been on an uptrend. Oh man, who knows what his plans were? Who knows how much the token price appreciated by leveraging Spotware's name? Judging by the historical charts, it would seem to be about 4x. Who knows if he dumped his token once the price had peaked? At the point where he already stopped communicating with Spotware, who knows how many he bought back at the low? Who knows if this will all happen again in another three months? Who knows how much was made at the expense of tarnishing Spotware's name? And um, they're saying seek justice. That's the next step. So um, very interesting article to say the least. Like I said, I wanted to bring that to the community, to the family, and give you my honest opinion why I'm going to step back and I'm going to watch and see exactly what follows from this. I'm going to go ahead and follow Spotware. Um, Now, when we look at the... Um, and I actually called this. Let me go over to trading view. I actually seen it had nothing to do with what they're talking about. Just doing technical analysis. I seen what looked to me as bearish divergence, and I actually called it on the Instagram page, saying that hey, you may want to exit positions. It's a bit of bearish. I may not have said exit positions. I said it's bearish divergence, which usually means that it's going to turn around and go into the uptrend. Something to that matter. Um, and I shared my uh, screenshot of 
my chart on the trading view exchange as it relates to DGTX versus Bitcoin on HitBTC, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe USDT. Let me see. DGTX. Ah, it's versus Tether. So, let me see. We're on a 15-minute chart. Let's go to a day chart. So, you can see where we had the upward swing on the price action. And then on the RSI, as well as, let me see, let me add it back. I wonder if it's gone, though. I wonder if it, uh, let me see. Let me add back the MACD moving average convergence divergence and see. So, yeah, we had the same thing looking on the uh, MACD. Where on the price chart we had from point to point a upswing on the MACD you had a uh, slight downtrend on the RSI you had a uh, significant downtrend as well showing uh, once again bearish divergence in the chart now what's happened since the drop um, I know we were able to uh, capture anywhere between 10 to 40 percent for those that uh, entered um, anywhere close to the bottom, let's see. Wow, 187%. Definitely didn't know that much uh, came up out of there. And that, that was uh, roughly from the wick on up. Let's go body close. About, man, about 80% over the last three days since the 26th. So, um, hmm, I don't know chart actually showing me something different than the, than the article I just read. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch this. Um, hmm, interesting. We still got volume coming in as of right now. I don't know if this news just isn't out or if individuals are looking at it like, hey, it's, two, it's three sides of every story. He's saying it's them. They're saying it's him. Um, you know, traders usually don't pretty much care much for that type of uh, fundamental stuff. You know, you just look at the charts and, and take it for what it is. Um, hmm. Interesting setup. Interesting setup, to say the least. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch this. I'll bring updates and keep everyone um, in tune on what's going on with the platform, the charts, price action, and everything. Um, I hope this was helpful for those out there that may have been thinking about diving in, may have dived in, um, or, you know, may have took a loss and is, is deciding whether you should retain your tokens or move along and you know go ahead and exit if you get a nice um exit position um until the next video until the next podcast this is amir the chicago crypto hustler bitcoin block buddy peace power and prosperity family i am out of here